Hi, I'm Peter, and you're listening to Defining Boundaries. Welcome back to Season 2. I hope that you enjoyed the past year of conversations from amazing people from around the world within our geospatial community. This year, I look forward to many more conversations, and I hope that you join me on my journey, surveying the world one story at a time. Head over to my Patreon site if you'd like to support the show. You can make a donation towards the purchase and upgrading of equipment, website subscription, and file hosting. If you'd like to join me to have a chat, or you have someone in particular from the industry that you'd like to hear about, send me a message. You'll find the link in the show notes or in my bio on all social media and my website, petercox.com. So if you're ready, let's go. Grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. My guest today is Darren Booth also known as Boothie and does to his mates. Darren is a registered land surveyor, director at Hopkins Consultants, and is the president of the Country Surveyors Association. He has been in the industry in some form for over 30 years. Hailing from the mid-north coast of New South Wales, Darren grew up in Port Macquarie. He had thoughts of being an optometrist, but found surveying a more achievable option, but would have been happy driving trucks. (laughs) He attended Newcastle University and began his career during uni days working in Port and Newcastle with a 10-year stint out at Lithgow before returning home. He is an an overachiever with way too many awards to list, all of them, but just to name a few, Neil Ryan Memorial Prize for Outstanding Achievement in Urban Survey, the Bozzy Assessments in 2006, winner of the ESI Cadastral Surveying Category in 2009, Sir Thomas Ewing Award, North Coast Professional Surveyor of the Year 2011, ESI New South Wales Professional of the Year 2011, winner of Excellence in Business Hopkins Consultants, Port Macquarie Chamber of Commerce 2012. And there's heaps more. I just didn't want to read them all out. <laughs> I, didn't buy, I didn't buy any of them. Okay, okay. <laughs> he is also part of the Examination Board for Bozzy Competency Assessments in Registration. Um, one thing I know, he is too much of an overachiever to be part of the Deadbeats group. Wrong university also, I think. <laughs> With an obsession in building model trucks, Darren also enjoys kicking back to some tunes, participating in professional activities, random history and fun facts, and like me, a little bit of landscape photography. All right. So this introduction could go on for ages if I let it from all the things Darren has done and achieved. So without further ado, the man himself can tell us all about his life. Welcome, Darren, and thank you for joining me today. That's right, Peter. It's, it's, <laughs> thanks for the invitation. <laughs> I knew I had to kind of twist your arm a bit to get you here. Yeah, it didn't take yeah. much, though. <laughs> oh, there was a few others that were twisting as well. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> nice. It might, it might seem to you that I was, I was a pushover, but there was a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it wasn't just me. God no. damn it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. No, you had some co-conspirators. <laughs> nice. Nice to know I've got people in my corner. <laughs> They're always good. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're a good bunch of surveyors, I reckon. Without a doubt. <laughs> okay, so let's start at the beginning. You were born and grew up in Port Macquarie. 
But you mentioned that PNG was nearly your birthplace. Yeah. Um, How'd that start? Well, yeah, so um, born and bred Port Macquarie, um, born in the, the Hastings, Hastings District Hospital, the hospital mm-hmm. on the hill. Um, mm-hmm. Incidentally, one week and 50 years ago today. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll look out for something in the mailbox. Don't worry. Ha- happy birthday. <laughs> So, was it um, Scotch? Was it Scotch? Oh, no. <laughs> those who know me, I'll drink green paint. <laughs> the um, yeah, so dad, um, dad had started out his career in um, in New Guinea. He was what they call the, a KIAP, which is a patrol officer or similar to a federal police. Oh, okay, yep. <clears throat> um, and then returned. Uh, back to Sydney and, and retrained uh, as a teacher. Oh. Uh, and mum was training as well and they ended up getting married and, and they returned, uh, the pair of them, back to New Guinea. And um, they were teaching um, oh, around the north coast, I suppose you'd call it, uh, Lai, Mandang, Kakar mm. Island uh, and Rabaul. Um, and... They were both in Rabaul at the time that mum was pregnant and mum made it back to Port Macquarie just in time for old Dr. Salk to <laughs> drag me out kicking and screaming probably. But, um, yeah, so I, I, let me think. Um, I'm not real good at it. I, I was nearly a, a pickaninny lick lick long New Guinea. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got brothers uh, and sisters? Uh, I've got a... I've got a, a brother. Uh, I'm just trying to think how old they are. The, the brother would be three years younger than me. He's yeah, okay. Um, he's in the federal police, um, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's married to another copper. They um, they're not the type that go around booking people for speeding in Canberra. They get about get about the world actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Nige. He um, he was over in the Solomons when there was some major riots, well, probably 10, 15 years ago. I think. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then, and I've got a sister, and she uh, actually she works in admin in Newcastle for an engineering firm of all things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when um, when your mum had you, they ba- they stayed back over. No, in I went port, back. To or? New, no, yeah, I went okay. back to New Guinea when I was old enough. Um, you know, I probably went up, but probably by the time I was old enough to get the old smallpox mm, mm-hmm. injection on your shoulder and that sort of thing and, and went back. And I think I was probably over there for about 12 months. So I, I have no recollection. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd like to go and, and have a bit of a prowl around, but people are saying it's it's not real safe. So No, I've heard that too. You know, I don't, it, it's not yeah. like going to Vanuatu or Fiji. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> It'd be like going back to the Solomons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. All right. So what was it like growing up in Port Macquarie then? <clears throat> oh, great. Mm-hmm. Um, coastal coastal oh, sort of town. Yeah. yeah. Um, where mum and dad built their house um, it was in a small cul-de-sac quite close to town. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you could ride your bikes everywhere. Um walk to school, walk to the shops, uh, you know, there was kids over the back fence 
that you know used to used to jump the fence and play cricket across the road in the park and um yeah it was good oh. you know I, I i wasn't a beachy person i, I didn't didn't do the surf <gasps> you grew up in port macquarie and you weren't a beachy person no what <laughs> no i was more more into the more into the sailing at that point in time mm. in terms mm-hmm. of sport um no but port macquarie it's it's, it's grown so much um you know and I could see it when I was travelling backwards and forwards from Lithgow uh, when I did my time out there. Mm. Um, every time you came home, there was something different that has gone on. And, and certainly in the last 10, 10 oh, years, yeah. it's just exploded. Yeah. yeah. For better or worse, I don't, I don't know. Oh, it's progress, isn't it? Well, yeah. So it used to be, <clears throat> it used to be a, 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 a sleepy coastal seaside village because mm. mm-hmm. we're not on the highway. Mm. You've got to drive off the highway yeah. to, to come yeah. into town. So, uh, but certainly that that sort of lifestyle is what what's attracting everyone coming here these days, I suppose. Mm. And being able to re- work remotely as well now makes a massive difference too. I think that's right. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Oh, but that's everywhere too. Uh, <clears throat> oh, well, yeah, but Port's nice. Oh, there's nothing the wrong with it. Not too bad, I believe. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Well, you've been it, there most of your life, so I think it was actually described at one point as having the best climate in New South Wales or something. Um, oh, really? Yeah, at, at, at one point, at one point, and you know, and, and the beaches are very good. Uh, I know Southwest Rocks up the just. I've got a oh, couple that's of jobs nice. going mm. on up at the rocks at the moment, and um, I think it's beach. Horseshoe Bay was named the second second best beach in New South Wales over Christmas or something like mm. that. So. But uh, no, nah, it's it's a, it's a good spot to be. I mean, mm. there are other nice places. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm happy enough oh. here. <laughs> takes oh, me five takes me five <laughs> minutes to get to work, five minutes to the shops, five minutes anywhere. Ah, oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Not like fifty minutes to an hour to get to work. Uh, yeah, pros and cons. Yeah, there is, there is. Um, okay, so you did year twelve there and yes. went straight into university. Oh, there's no such thing as gap years when I went through. I know. Well, I mean, know. What, what is the go with all of these people? <laughs> <laughs> they've been to school for six years and all of a sudden they're tired and worn out and need a holiday because they've worked so hard. I, I don't understand it. But, no, I, I went straight straight to uni, straight to uni. Um, there's actually uh, – I was thinking about it the other day. There's um, – there was three guys from my year that mm-hmm. went to Newcastle and did surveying. There were two in the year above me at the same school. Wow. And there's another one in the year behind me. We all went to Newcastle. Uh, so I think there was that six. One went into uh, working for uh, Optus Cable and Wireless, laying offshore communications cables and then just disappeared out of the, the industry altogether. Um, so the other five of us uh, were all registered and we're all back in Port Macquarie. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. What year did you go? What year did you start uni? Nine triple one five nine eight. <laughs> Student number. I don't, like I don't ask me why I remember that. 91. <laughs> oh, my God. 1991. I don't. I, I have so we with... were there the same year. I, I had a. I, I was friends with a guy that was doing surveying as well, who is from Wollongong, 
and I I wonder if we ever met. <laughs> oh, I hope it wasn't at the bar on the hill on a Thursday well, night. Well, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was up there for nursing then. <laughs> oh, God, jeez. <laughs> no, it was the PE teachers that were the hot property. They were the ones that... Oh, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, moving on. So, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> straight, straight to uni, straight out of school, straight to uni, yep. moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, lived on campus at, at Edwards Hall for <gasps> okay. about nine months, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Had a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. Yeah, yes. it was... Well, you know, everybody everybody's left home potentially for the first time and just cutting loose a little, finding their feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting up to a no, bit of no good here and there. But really? No. No. Uh, oh. Not at Edwards Hall. <laughs> I would not think that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Um, so when you were doing your uni, you were, did you do work with surveyor, a, a surveying company in Newcastle while you were working? Or? No, um, oh. or not straight up. Um, I, used to, I used to do a bit of work coming home for, for uni breaks. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, I worked for um, just off-siding for um, Tony Thorne. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's now with King Campbell. Um, he had a, a, a bit of time there where, where he was a sole trader and I sort of offsided for him during uni breaks. Um, there was a time, uh, I think a bit later on, I worked for a techo out of Warners Bay area. Um, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, Jeff Brown, not, not Jeff Brown from Yass, but a, a, his surname was definitely Brown anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. And we did... Uh, all sorts of different stuff in the in the engineering field. Uh, I remember, you know, uh, time bunking at the Nabiak Hotel because we were doing work at Halliday's Point on you know industrial uh, engineering setouts. Um, yeah, um, we did some conveyor setouts for Araring Power Station. Um, all mm-hmm. sorts of different things. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I where I could, um, I was I was working with with surveyors, but never never a, a Newcastle based firm no okay you know part-time yeah. while studying or, or yeah during days off or something like mm. that so you said that you were thinking of optometry yes how how does optometry lead into surveying <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's a valid question <laughs> <laughs> well <clears throat> I did. I did both surveying and optometry for U ten work experience. Oh, okay, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, why optometry? I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, it, it it became evident that I wasn't academic enough for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you needed about ninety nine or something stupid to get into. I think it was a New South Wales degree. Yeah, okay. I think it was at New South. Um, and I was even a bit panicky about, you know, um, achieving what I needed to to, to get into surveying. Yeah. Uh, I remember talking to the careers advisor um, 
actually whose son is is one of our planners. Jesus Towns Incestuous, isn't it? Um, More towns worked, usually are. Yeah, worked, <laughs> yeah so a- Andrew's dad um, was the careers advisor, and um, and I had a bit of a chat to him about it. And I said, "Oh, geez, I'm really worried about this. I, I, you know, I think I needed seventy-five or something at that time." Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty okay. it was, it, well to, to today's standards. It's, it was pretty low. It might have been seventy-seven, or I, I don't know. But certainly, well, Newcastle, I think, is seventy. Oh no, 80, 87 or something. It's 80, now, 89 yeah, it's or something. Mid 80s yeah. towards 90s. Because um, <clears throat> UNSW is 90 to 92 yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I remember Dave Lister sitting me down and he said, Look, what do you need? Like, let's just say 75. No, yep. He said, Look, okay, so one thing you need to understand 75 means you've got to beat 75% of the people in the state. Mm hmm. And 50% of them shouldn't be sitting in the HSC. I went, oh, all right. So I've got to beat 25%, really, of Mm. people who actually want to do stuff. Well, you know, if you talk about it in those terms. And I went, oh, okay. So um, I went home uh, and instead of starting to study, I put my feet up. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I can do this. And sailed through. I don't. I think I got about eighty-two or something. I don't. Oh, geez, that's all right. Yeah. Better than I got. Yeah. I'd, I'd say I did. Um, I. I did review. I didn't do study. <laughs> yeah. If, if that makes sense. <clears throat> I think I got through my maths by just doing, past papers. Oh yeah. That's how I. That's how I got through my maths. My two-unit maths one was just doing past papers. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we all got through uni as well. <laughs> oh yeah well i didn't stay so that's another story (laughs) everyone's got a different path we do yes yes we do okay so you finished uni yep after mucking around for a little while (laughs) yeah i eventually finished i had to do i had to do um i did do my last year part-time so it took me five years Mm-hmm. And but did I'll, you go? I'll call it five and a half because it's five and part, part, part time for a whole year. <laughs> and that was thanks to living at Edwards Hall. Ah, <laughs> uh, this on campus living. Mm, not a good thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, where'd you go to? So you finished uni. Did you go back and work at Port, or that's when you went to Lithgow? I accidentally ended up in Lithgow uh-huh. uh, and I accidentally ended up there for about 10 years. Yeah. Um, so end of my fourth year with that year mm. part-time still mm-hmm. sort of ahead of me, um, I, I remember walking past John Fryer's office uh, and he had a notice board and there was a job ad on the notice board and all oh, yeah. I... And all I read was Lithgow, engineering, mining, boundary surveying, mm-hmm. three months. That's all I took in. Okay. Um, so I lined up an interview and I went down and had a chat to them. And I thought to myself, well, it's all right. I'll just live in a pub for 12 months and get a bit of, you know, 
money behind me and, and a bit of experience and, and, and head back to Newcastle, the, you know, start of semester one. And um, yeah, so I did that. And, I, you know, sometime in February, um, Noel Craven hauled me into his office and I went, oh God, what have I done? Jesus. <laughs> and, he, and he said that my trial period was up and oh. they decided to keep me on. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, yes. You know, I always tell my students to make sure you read things properly. But... <laughs> yeah, I should. I've learned that. I've learned that since. But um, so we had to do a bit of backpedaling. Um, mm-hmm. I had to try and say, oh, God, what am I going to do here? I'd love to, but I've still got a part-time. Anyway, mm. um, I remember... I, I called up um, John Fryer and explained the situation, and he was really good about it. Yeah. Um, and he sort of said, oh, what subjects have you still got to do? Mm. And, um, and he basically tweaked um, the timetable such that what I had to do were on consecutive days. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, I think... Yeah, for six months at least, six months I would, um, I'd have the day in the office. This is with Craven, Elliston, Hayes. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, mm. I would spend Monday in the office. Um, they would let me put a tank of fuel in my car on their account. Monday afternoon, I would drive to Newcastle. I would do uni. Tuesday, uh, the dreaded Math 202 or 1 or whatever it was that everybody could never get through. <laughs> Irrelevant maths. Um, <laughs> that, that, finished, that finished at 9 o'clock, I think it was, on a, on a Wednesday night. Oh, God. And then I would drive back to Lithgow, I think, getting in at about half past 12 in the morning. Yeah, okay. Uh, then up bright and early the next morning, and then I would go to the office, load the ute, and I would drive to Parks. From Lithgow to out to Parks? Yeah, and then I would, I, oh, wow. then I would do Thursday, Friday, Saturday underground at North Parks Mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after a full shift on Saturday, we'd drive back to Lithgow. Um, and then Sunday, for some reason, the Courthouse Hotel band night was Sunday night. So perfect. <laughs> just, just <clears throat> made the usual mess of myself with the public and son on uh, on a Sunday night and then did, did it all again. Yeah. Sounds like the typical surveyor yes. surveyor week really, doesn't it? <laughs> what just driving around. <laughs> driving around. Driving, driving around, around, working and drinking. <laughs> yeah. But um that was that was that was pretty hard work, actually. That was yeah. What that I... was tiring. Yeah, was t- I remember it was tiring. Mm. Yeah. Which is probably why I cut loose on the Sunday at the pub, which I was living at, so it was really easy to do. You stumble back to your room. Right. <laughs> Try to clean every door. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> this one? No. Well, nope. Shit. Next one. Next. This one? one? No. Nah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, so you finished your uni and pretty much worked with the, with them the whole time for the ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. 
um, <clears throat> it was it was a really good. I'm I'm glad it, it was a good accident. Yeah. Career-wise and professionally. Yeah. Um, the diversity of the work was was just great, and mm-hmm. and and it got you into a whole heap of different situations and problem solving um, situations where, yeah, I said, you know, you could be uh, underground at Clarence Colliery one day, the next day doing an ID or, or subdivision in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the next day you could be um, uh, hacking through the scrub up in the tops of the, the plateau for subsidence yeah. monitoring um, or, I remember I had a job. In, they pulled the turbine apart at Wang Power Station, and mm-hmm. okay. somehow got involved in realigning the shaft as they were putting the the turbine together. So yeah, right. you know, you'd, you'd be in the middle of the, yes. this massive big fan, um, mm, mm. or down the Kanimba Valley on the way to Janalong Caves doing a, some rural stuff. Um, yeah, really diverse. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Not much yeah. engineering and planning, but but from from surveying point of view, it was mm. it was it was good. Yeah. And did you do your registration while you were working with them? No. You did. No. You, so you finished and then came back to port. Yeah, to... I'd actually because I was doing towards. Um, I'd say it'd be early two thousands. I started to get a. a when I say I started to get a lot of, it just happened. I started being more in the mining industry, the mining game, mm-hmm. um, because uh, the one, two, three of the surveyors at the at Cravens were appointed colliery surveyors. Um, so we were basically the mining mine surveyor for for every mine every underground and open cut mine in in the western district okay except for those out at out at um um out around mudgee uh and also you know we we did some work in the hard rock stuff as well as Mm -hmm. i said you know out at north parks and and um the mine surveyor for Browns Creek Mine, which is another hard rock mine, when when he took leave or something or other, they'd ring Cravens up and and because I'd been there before, it became my job again. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, and yeah. I'd actually started logging some time and making investigations into going through the mining okay. registration. Yeah. Because it was when the new act came in, prior to the the the, the current act, um, if you were a registered surveyor, you could be a land surveyor or appointed as a colliery surveyor, as a, mm-hmm. a mining surveyor. And the new act separated those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was at a time where I sort of was starting to try and make a decision about where I was going to head. Um, so, yeah, nearly nearly got into the mining game. Yeah, right. How did, how did that work with the um, surveyors that were already registered and when it sort of split, did they have to go through a whole registration process for the mining one? Because um, do you know? Yeah, I do. And uh, and this may be anecdotal. I'm not certain. It's only what I was told. But there yep. was, uh, I think, six registered land surveyors 
in New South Wales at the time that were actually appointed colliery surveyors. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Um, there was, um, uh, I believe, Phil Orr out at, out at Mudgee. Uh, then there was uh, Tom Elliston, Noel Craven, uh, Rob Slark and John Stevens, who were actually in the Craven's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Monk, who was out at Mudgee, who was also yeah. ex-Cravens. And um, um, Smith, uh, I can't remember his name, um, down at Wollongong, down in the South Coast. He was Craven Elston Hayes, oh, Dapter. Okay. So, right. so it, yeah, so six, six or seven blokes, mm. um, you know, let's say five of them were, were, were in, in the Cravens, mm. Cravens company. So, they had to do some sort of tick box thing, I think. Yeah. Okay. Just to basically, because they had to maintain their their, their statuses as, mm. as a registered mining surveyor because they were appointed as the colliery surveyors yes. under different legislation. And that legislation required both a, a, a mine surveyor to be appointed. So the only two statutory positions in a, in a coal mine is basically the manager and, and the mine surveyor. They're the oh, only ones that are listed okay. in the in the various legislation. So, yeah. um, if all of a sudden these guys um, were no longer de- doing mining surveys, registered mm. mining surveys, um, then basically the mine couldn't operate. <laughs> it's a bugger, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is. It is for the mining company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what made you decide not to go down the mining? Uh, well, it was it was when the opportunity came up to come home, okay. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no, I won't say, there was no dissatisfaction mm. necessarily with with working in Lithgow. Um, I'd made a bit of a life for myself and had had a good network of friends and things. Yeah. I mean, even though people would say, "Who do you work for?" Oh, Cravens. Oh, slaving for Craven, eh? And, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and, I remember and, hearing and, that before. And, and that that firm had a lot of people coming and going to because mm-hmm. it's been it's been around for a long, long yeah. time. And yep. it had offices in in Dapto um, and Sutherland as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people have got good things to say about working there, and some people don't. Um, mm. Probably the same in every place. But yeah, exactly. It, it came to be that. I just saw an ad uh, probably in the azimuth mm-hmm. for, for a surveyor in port. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew the name of the guy that whose name was on the bottom of the ad. And um, that was Sid Hopkins's firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sid, who the, the principal, um, was in Apex at one point with, with my father. And, and, and so I thought, oh, I'll, I'll make some informal inquiries here and see what comes of it um, mm. anyway we talked about this and that and whatever and went home and had a chat with Sid uh, and he said you know why aren't you registered and I oh, sort of I okay. shrugged my shoulders uh, yeah. and after a bit more of a discussion he sort of said well, well you can have the job but the condition is that you get registered mm-hmm uh, it was an informal condition. It was yeah. no, there was nothing written down, but I thought to myself, <laughs> well, 
um, if there was somebody who was going to take an interest in that, then then I'd I'd go along with it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's good to have that support. Mm. I mean, he was busy. Don't don't he? I, 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 like any candidate, you've got to do a lot of work yourself. But um, mm. he, he was there to sound things off, you know, the, as a sounding board. Mm. But um, yeah, so that was that was how the the registration process started. Yeah. Okay. How long did it take you to get registered? Uh, two years. Okay. Two years. Um, I was a late starter, so it was two thousand and. Five. So when I come back port, back to port about two thousand and four. Started the process in two thousand and five. Um, there was a bit of pressure on at the time too because um, uh, poor old Sid had contracted uh, motor neurone disease oh. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that we knew, or not that I knew at, at that early yeah. stage, um, but eventually it became terribly apparent and there was a bit of a rush and I suppose a bit of an obligation for myself to for Sid to to get registered before he he, he pulled the pin uh, so yeah um two years I actually it was because of his impending uh retirement formal retirement that I got my certificate of competency um Prior to the the um, the actual formal presentations, so that we could then go through the the, the process of, of the registration, so that he could sign off basically on. Oh the, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That, I'm, <laughs> that I'm of good character. <laughs> God, <laughs> hits that, on that. <laughs> oh, geez, you know, and all that sort of stuff that's so got to go through with with that formal process before he, you know, before he retired formally. Yeah, okay. So was was he the only registered surveyor in the office in in the, in that company? No, there the was um, uh, Dan Baker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, was here. He'd already been registered. He got registered through um, uh, Marshall Scott in mm-hmm. Cessnock. He was a product of Ian Marshall's. Uh, and then Jeff Hill is another surveyor. He mm-hmm. um, he. He was originally from the, the Manning area and, and walked, worked away in Yass and that sort of thing and, again, came back to the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sid had put him through the process a few years before I came on board. So there was, including Sid, mm. there, was, there was myself, Dan and, and, and Jeff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, right. And so you got registered. Mm-hmm. Did you stay with that company for a while because... You are now a director of a company. So how did you get from there, from when you were registered, working through to where you are now? Well, it's the same company. It's the same company, is it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, um, right. So what's that, uh, 2004? So Yeah, six. Uh, 16 years. No. Yeah, 16 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. I... Uh, so the, the the partners at the time. So Sid Sid eventually bowed out, and and, and um, Dan Baker, Jeff Hill, uh, and a planner, um, 
Geraldine, they'd bought in to the company uh, with uh, a chartered civil engineer who, who was also an existing partner with Sid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was part of the succession planning when, when Sid got ill. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it might have been in about 2011, Geraldine decided to pull the pin and, um, you know, I had the, had the chance to go and talk to the bank Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, raise some cash and, and, and buying in as a shareholder and 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 and, and a, as a director, I suppose. Is it something that you thought that you would do? No. Yeah. Because no. it's because people that I speak to, uh, some of them are from day one that they know that they're gonna they're gonna go to uni, they're gonna get registered, and they're gonna own a company or run a company or be a manager sort of thing. And mm. then there's other people who <clears throat> it just organically flows in kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, and there are other people who, other people who um, actually, it was the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, the guy that I, I actually replaced here uh, when I started uh, is now back with us. He, he went off to start his own firm uh-huh. as a sole trader. Yeah, uh, and ironically, was doing a lot of contract work for us. <laughs> anyway, um, he ended up coming back to us uh, right. as an employee. Um, yeah, okay. So there, there are other people that I suppose that could be quite happy to, or, or realise mm. that that just plodding along and doing a job and and getting paid sort of thing is 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 the thing for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you to decide to actually buy into it and become a director? Um, the money. Okay. Um, the, you know, the, the, there were dividends. Or there, there are dividends, mm-hmm. uh, of course. It also meant uh, a, a general salary increase. Uh, the finance on 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 the on the on the buy-in could be covered easily by the you know I did all the maths so I yeah, worked yeah. all through and, yeah. and you know and it also became the, the the interest became tax deductions and and that sort of thing mm. so that, I mean you don't just sort of say yeah hang on let me let me see how much money I've got on me and, and no it's a big decision oh yeah 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 um and I figured that. Uh, I figured that if it wasn't for me necessarily or it didn't work out or I, I could potentially, you know, get out of it mm-hmm. and, and just go back to, you know, let's call it normality. <laughs> What's that? It was a big step too because. Yeah, definitely. Um, Oh, whilst Noel Craven used to pontificate quite a bit about, you know, the, the economics of projects and, and, and jobs and mm-hmm. um, how things were, were worked out, that taking on more of a role in that regard wasn't going to be a problem for me. But <clears throat> the, 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 the tax law, the, the OH&S law, the, the um, employment law, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Learning how to read a, a balance sheet and profit loss, um, you know, 
understanding how if you're going to employ someone how much you're going to pay them and, and the, all those sorts of things are not necessarily um, you know, passed on to you it was, it was a bit of deep end training yeah well you don't really get taught <clears throat> that sort of stuff do you no 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 I mean I, I'm quite happy to assert because we're all on the same page I'm quite happy to sit back and 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 go with it to a certain extent. There's mm. there's not a lot of stuff that becomes hugely controversial. Um, so in that regard, as I I won't say I'm a silent partner, but I'm quite happy to <clears throat> go with the flow and take the decisions. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's that's, that's facetious. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> who's going to be listening to this? <laughs> oh, who knows? <clears throat> if you take it all with a grain of salt, there's no problems. Yeah. Mm. So you don't stress much? <laughs> oh, no, there's times. There's, there's times that, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there are some stress. I remember... Um, yeah, we did have an employee in particular that was quite difficult. Um, and uh, needless to say, it's no longer with us, but mm. um, I, I, I can't go into the details, of course. But, no, um, God, no. Um, there was all sorts of things at play. Um, and yeah, he, his departure took took a toll on, 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 on a few of us because just yeah. the work that went into trying to resolve it all. Yeah. Um, I think managing people is probably one of the worst parts of business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah staff, who needs them? Staff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there at one stage and went, yeah, working with people and managing people and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, I'm really happy where I am at the moment. I don't have to worry about anybody. But then it's like, oh, crap, hang on. Yeah. Actually, once I get started, I am going to be managing people again. <laughs> Takes a special person. Oops. Don't get me wrong. And I don't, I don't profess to be that <clears throat> special person either. Mm. That's why you have HR. Yeah. <laughs> Staff. <laughs> pay someone to do it. Yeah, pay someone to do it. <laughs> so what do you like best about being part owner in a company then? What you do? <laughs> <laughs> All about the money. It, oh. goes, it goes back to that first thing you said, oh, I'll go and get some experience and make some money. I think that's what most surveyors say. I'm just going to go and do it and get some experience and make some money. If I don't like it, I'll go and do something else. <laughs> I think money. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what's the best part about it? Um I think it's outside of the work and, and, mm. and, and picking and choosing the jobs or that you, you personally do and that sort of thing. I mean, all myself and, and the other three directors, we're all working directors. Um, yeah, okay. It'd, it'd be not, we're all, you know, based on the 80% the chargeable. We'd all love to be, you know, spending our weeks taking clients to lunch and not, not doing any work. Oh, isn't all. that your job? No. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> it does. I think it has given a bit of flexibility with regards to getting involved in in the profession externally and outside mm-hmm. of the office. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, you know, the engineer he was chairman of the North Coast chapter of the UDIA for argument's sake. He, he went off and abused things. But then again, the planner he's heavily involved in in PIA as well. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't we don't sort of um, try and mock or, or, or downplay those sorts of professional roles. But certainly look, the ability to go to a conference and just book a room on the, on the company credit card um, and, and, and perhaps play up and put a few drinks on the, on the tab and pick and choose your, your conferences and, and those sorts of things. That's, I don't know. That's maybe that's an intangible benefit mm. more than anything. Mm. And I suppose when you look at it that way too, and you've got, um, you know, you being well at the moment president of the country association. Yeah. Um, how how long have you been doing that one for? Uh, I was a late, <coughs> excuse me, a late, a late started due to COVID. Um, yeah. I was supposed to come in Easter 2020. Yeah. Uh, didn't formally get the gig uh, until October 2020. Yeah. And technically, it's a it's a two year term. Two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I I knew I knew that was coming up um, because uh, I mean you know how committees and these sorts of things uh, work. Uh, <clears throat> Going to my first conference, I have I have heard about and worked out how it does, does all come about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> please, please tell my <laughs> listeners. <laughs> it, it's usually uh, an incumbent <laughs> who applies you with alcohol, <clears throat> um, and convinces you somehow to, you know, take up a position and. Mm. Uh, I remember actually it was it was a case where it was a conference I hadn't been I wasn't at I was I was at home and I got a phone call and all I could hear was all these drunk people on the other end of the phone saying you know <laughs> you're it you're it you're the man I'm going oh Jesus and I had to be I had to be junior vice mm-hmm. oh sorry yeah or at that point in time we only had a junior vice and a and a, and a president or a vice and a president. Um, and somebody else had put their hand up too, apparently. And I ended up having a bit of a negotiation with them over the phone. Oh, <laughs> said, really? sort of said, look, if you want to do it, do it. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get hung up on this. Yeah, yeah. At all sort of thing. And I really don't want to be having this sort of a conversation with, you know, four drunk blokes at the other end of the phone <laughs> while I'm completely sober. <laughs> and I said, you, look, you do it for two years and then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And they got the gig, and I thought, beauty. I hope they forget. Oh, um, no! But they didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 funny how they uh, they can drink copious amounts of alcohol, but still remember the important things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, and like as I said, it's it's the same thing um, anywhere you go. The, the nominations are basically sorted out. Um, there, there can be a case of you know 
all volunteers step forward and and not stepping backwards quick enough yeah i was gonna say you're not stepping back quick enough and that's why i say don't put your hand up and State yeah, the well, the, the funny thing about putting <laughs> funny thing about putting your hand up was I, I remember um, a bunch of blokes from Cravens went to a Central West Group thing one morning, uh, a conference out of Bathurst or somewhere, and um, they they all came back that afternoon. They all had positions on me <laughs> because. They got there all nice and bright and early, and the AGM or whatever it was was first thing in the morning, and they were the only ones. There. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Except turn up late. Outgoing. Make sure you're at the back of the. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> anyway, poor buggers. No. They didn't put their hands down quick enough. Oh dear. Ah, yeah. oh, it's good. It's good that people get involved in these things. Oh, I don't regret it at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't regret it at all. It's, mm. it's a lot of work. Um, it, it, I've probably had it easier than, than a lot of the past presidents, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was July, maybe, sometime around there, 2020, we actually formally got incorporated for the first time in 100-something years. Oh, okay. Um, and that set up the... the the ability to actually have an executive. Yep. Uh, whereas prior to that, it was pretty much um, secretary treasurer was one person and the president was one person. So mm. all, all the work was being done by oh, two man. people. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, and, and we're not all, um, you know, pro- professional board members sort of thing. Yeah. Our, our job is not to be on the board. We're all running practices or got yep. our, our normal jobs. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of work for them, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm lucky to come in uh, with with some some good people behind me and, and with me. Um, Eric mm. Smith from Dubbo, he's he was the past president before mm-hmm. me, and and mm-hmm. he stayed on as an exec, which is good because it gives you that that transition. Yes, as well. Yeah. Um, uh, Rachel Brown, God bless her. She's she's. Isn't she people. wonderful? She's she was secretary <laughs> treasurer at one point for four years, and yep. uh, but she's been handling all our university scholarships mm. too for mm-hmm. oh, ten. I was going to say a long 10, time, 15 years, maybe yep. even 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 mm. longer. Um, and then yeah, and, and Paul Mather as well. You know, he's he's sat on plenty of boards and, and oh, gosh, yeah. knows knows how things work. So it's good to have mm-hmm. him sitting sitting on you know in the in the passenger seat as well. Mm, yep. Yeah. Okay. So work-wise with your company, what kind of stuff do you do up there? Um, primarily land de- development. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, the, the planners will, will do DAs for, you know, non-complying dwellings in bushfire zones. Um, the We've got so all up. We've got probably, including working directors and, and admin. I think we've got about twenty staff. So that's you know, it's it's decent size. Um, oh, there are bigger ones, bigger bigger firms out there. Yep. But um, so we've got a couple of town planners. Uh, if you include the three directors and Paul, four registered surveyors, two techos. Um, 
I've got a landscape architect, um, some draftsmen, civil engineering, uh, and and design draftsmen. Mm -hmm. So the, the land development stuff is is primarily what we do. <clears throat> um, that's the big ticket stuff. Um, so we can get we can get the DA through. Um, we can then get the construction certificate or whatever they call it today um, through council to do the engineering design mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm. and then then mm -hmm. um, formalise the you know the contract documents and and superintend mm -hmm. the contract as well as supervise construction and then do all the certifications at the end and go through subdivision certificate and then get a the plan. The whole the whole shebang. One stop shop, but again, yeah. that's 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 not unusual in New South Wales. Um, so yeah, as we, we'll we're working on playing fields at the moment. You know, we're doing a playing fields development. Um, mm, okay, and that's the, the are these the new new ones? No, no, going they're sort in of or a, just they're, they're sort of. I'm just thinking about the diversity of the work. You know, we, mm -hmm. I mean, we'll do an ident, but we tell people eight weeks. Yeah, because that's the current time frame to get a you know get that sort of work done isn't that crazy um the student accommodation being constructed at the moment we're doing the engineering set outs for that um uh jeff jeff's working down in Tari, working on a, a, a foreshore redevelopment around manning river in, in Tari cbd area yeah okay how far um, away is Tari from port oh 40 minutes yeah okay do you do much like away work from from port like no, is yeah no, those days are over for me but the company as a whole no <clears throat> generally we, we can occupy ourselves between yeah uh, say the manning um uh, the upper hastings valley um yeah okay through to through to southwest rocks eventually sometimes we might go to nambaka heads or, or something like that but yeah. we won't Again, it's it's different again to to when I was in in Lithgow, that um, the, the the Lithgow office used to do, um, or oh, Goulburn out to parks and the Hunter Valley. Mm. We used to do you know stockpile surveys and at the power stations in the Hunter Valley. I spent six months working underground at a mine in the Hunter Valley. Yeah, um, Goulburn, we had some work down there. So that was. <clears throat> That was area. that was a big bigger area, yeah. and, and we used to do the stockpile safari, and, and you'd be away for a week. Mm -hmm. You'd drive from Lithgow to Vales Point, and then Vales Point, Munmora power stations, and then across to Araring power station, and then you'd head up to the valley, and, and you'd do Bayswater and Waddell power stations. You know, you'd be gone mm. gone for a week. And, and don't we don't do that anymore? Yeah, I miss yeah. it a bit. You know, well, I think you're lucky that you are still working and out in the field, not oh, just not a lot. In... Not a well, lot. Well, you still get to go out. There's a lot yeah. that don't anymore. Mm. Yeah, I was up at Southwest Rocks the other day. I've got two jobs. I've got, I've got, oh, I've got forty lot, lots under construction, mm -hmm. um, and and the DA coming out for the next forty lots the same client and then we've got another 40 odd lotter that is cc approved that the land is just sold and the new the new owners are getting us to do a bit of work for them mm -hmm. they want to get going on the construction as well so um 
it's not yeah nice little jaunt up the up the southwest rocks and <laughs> catch up with your client and maybe try and score a lunch at the Seabreeze Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Walk around and point at things. Oh. And, and <laughs> it's not what it's all about. You told me you were out in the field the other day <laughs> <laughs> doing real work. <laughs> What's real? Do you still have a field bag? <laughs> oh, yes, he still has a field bag. Complete oh, with. <laughs> Weapon of choice. The old uh, ex-Department of Defence machete, yes. It's, <laughs> it's much easier to handle than a, than a brush hook. It's funny because I have some people who who don't use fill bags anymore and they don't take notes and they don't carry plumb bobs and they don't have, yeah. Well, how do they do their bloody job? You know? <clears throat> it's all data say. recorded. It's all data recorded oh, and yeah. done. You've still got to write things down. You've still got to write things down. <laughs> I don't understand how they do it. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. I agree totally with that. Like, yeah. yes, data record it, but I'm, I'm of the same that things still need to be written down. But yeah. no, there's there's people and companies out there that do not do any field notes anymore. Yeah, I wonder how they, I wonder how they comply with the regulations if they're doing cadastral stuff. <clears throat> if they're not do, unless well, electronic electronic notes are obviously valid, but um, yeah, well, or, or everything that they do. All of their downloads, all of their photos, all have to be part of their their well their field notes sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like I said, maybe I'm just still a bit old school. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we're a bit old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I know there are blokes older than me that have. You know, seen the technology changing more than I have but mm. um, you know the total stations were when I first started were, were pretty rudimentary but they're also becoming affordable yeah um, it was a time when the GPS uh, which was only GPS at the point in time just the, the, the Yankee system it was um, it was still subject to selective availability as well mm -hmm. so and of course, you know, oh, I remember spending nights up in the Nunes Plateau, uh, waiting for the right time to fire up a G single frequency GPS. <laughs> middle of the night. <laughs> middle of the night, middle of winter. <laughs> oh, um, oh, the good old days. <laughs> yeah, and and the technology is is <clears throat> it's certainly advanced. Yeah, um, and. It, it, it does increase your workflow and that sort of thing. But I still think, I still think some of the old ways are not necessarily to be just completely disregarded. Yeah. Uh, Noel Craven always used to say, you can't be a surveyor until you, until you learn how to measure. Right. So that's mm -hmm. the, aiming a jigger at a target, pressing a button and getting a result is not measuring. What's measuring then? Well, it's measuring would be understanding 
your tolerances, whether you're mm-hmm. trying to find sub-millimeter, whether mm-hmm. you just whether an inch is good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding the difference between accuracy and precision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just because something gives you an answer to five decimal places, it's very precise, but it may not be accurate. Be accurate. Yep. Right? So yep. to be able to understand when you potentially are getting inaccurate results is 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 important Mm. i think and and do you think with all of this new technology where they are in one man crews and they are just shooting you know resections and all that sort of stuff that yeah what is this all this free station bullshit that they do why can't they set up on a market backside to another all the time i know i know (laughs) I remember when I was teaching and, you know, you're doing all this stuff and they're going, what do we need to know this for? We just set up and and shoot some points and resect and we've got our station and off we go, we go and do what we need to do. And I'm like, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, then, and then you get all, those st- all this statistical stuff comes back in about how good your resection is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what you're looking at, off you go. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing too is doing those resections. If the result's not potentially that good, um, a mark that you might want to use as, as a datum point to actually kick off from, you're not actually kicking off from because you've been no. sort of shifted away from it. Yeah. Um, again, it, horses for courses. All right, don't get yeah. me wrong. But um, yeah, I, it just worries me that the. the, the <laughs> You open up <clears throat> Magnet or Civil Cat or whatever, and showing your age there, Civil Cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've already confessed to my. I know, I know, I know. Right? So I don't have to pretend anymore. Um, yeah, Not you far open behind up. A, you. <laughs> you open up a job, and the, and you have a look at, and there's this splattering of triangles, station symbols all around the job. Yep. And you've got no idea of how they got there, you know, in terms of a, a Travis or, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, what um, if it's got a level, what, what, what the level was actually based on. And yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's show my age. <laughs> I've actually done a proper resection. Once I, I remember I had to refix it compared a to a fake resection. Yeah, <laughs> one of these ones where you just you know press a button on an instrument, it goes around and finds all the stuff and, and works it out for you. A resection using trig stations, did you say? I I had to do a, a reestablishment of the trig station okay. that, that mm-hmm. was subject subject to to mine subsidence. So mm-hmm. actually had to set up on it and um what what do we use an old um, T two. And then take multiple observations to multiple other trigs and, and you know, fire towers and things like that that were coordinated mm. and, uh, and submit that back to Bathurst. Uh, yeah. I don't think they were called spatial services at the time, but um, send it back to them. Department of Lands. Oh, I don't yeah. know. They had a few. Oh, they've had a few Vipna, different names. Vipna, Calm, LPMA. LP, yeah. <laughs> LPI. <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was interesting. That was yeah, that was doing um, you know the old curvature refraction corrections mm-hmm. and and 
and that sort of thing. So yeah, you know, these blokes come in and said, oh, I just did a free station. That's not a resection. Well, I've done one of those too. Not for not to re-establish a point, just to actually find out where the hell we were, because there was no marks anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a long time ago as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're good, they're good to get a start. Uh, I think yeah. it, I think to just blindly adopt the practice in all cases is, is not necessarily mm. good practice. Mm. Not necessarily. Yeah. So when we talk about all of this technology and doing all this kind of stuff, like where where do you see us in, in like the next 10 years or so? Because it's changed so much already. Yeah, I know. Where? Oh, God, I hope we're not all doing surveys by iPhones. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a potential fear. Yeah. Uh, that the dark art of surveying becomes more accessible to the general public. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> we've got enough problems as it is without letting other people go out and do our work for us. Um, oh, well, look, there's going to be more and more more satellites launched, so the G, GNSS is, is going to become easier um, mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and more accurate. Um, you know, we saw at Orange, you know, the, the guys there with their magical poles that you don't have to hold level anymore i know how does that work i know i (laughs) i know i i don't know (laughs) yeah and again maybe maybe it's the old school thing coming out of me this this business of just strolling up and and having a pole you know on a mark that's you're not even holding the the bubble's not yeah yeah you're not even focused. You know what I mean. You're not a, yeah. not necessarily focused on what you're doing. So yeah. Anyway. Mm, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. It's funny. Um, God, I'm sounding old. <laughs> <laughs> Bj sent me something the other day um, about uh, I think it was in South Australia where there's been like thirteen instances this year of tractors hitting power poles and stuff because of their GPS. Yes. And they're wondering why. And there's another. I, why I, I is it hear, happening? And I heard another story where you've got the, the, the big tractor and then like after, after they sow and, and the seedlings start to pop up, mm. um, quite often they go back and they roll the, 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 um, oh, yeah. the paddocks and, and they'll have these. This, this magnificent array of basically triangular-shaped trailers that have just got truck tyres side by side and they become the roller. But then behind that, they'll put, hang two more off. And behind those two, they'll hang two mm. more. And you end up with this oh, big okay. triangular thing um, to do the... Yep. <laughs> to roll the paddocks. You know, yeah. You, you, so you, you set the GPS up and, and the, the autopilot up in the tractor and off you go. And next thing you know, you've wrapped the, the left-hand side of this array of rollers around a water tank. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. I remember when I got a new car, they, they wanted to show me all this new stuff. Oh, you know, you know lane, lane divergence oh, the, yes, warnings yes. and the, the radar, the automatic cruise control. And I, and I said, turn it all off. Said, I don't need it. Why is that? That's great. You need it. No, 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 I don't. I can drive. 
Yeah. And and it's this is what I was saying before about these tilting poles. It, it takes your focus off what you're actually doing. Yeah, it does. It does because yeah, I know yeah. I had a car that had that yeah that radar thing and you'd be driving along at the speed limit with your cruise control on and all of a sudden you look down and you're at 90 k's because the yeah. car in front's going slower and you're going what because you're not paying attention that's right you're yeah. lying yeah. i know what you mean i mean it's good but it's bad but yeah i think so <laughs> technology good um so long as you understand what yes. it's doing uh and how it's doing yeah doing it and also when to know um, that it might not be giving you the right answers. Like yeah. handheld GPS, for argument's sake, was, you know, plus or minus a metre or five metres. Three uh, to five, yeah. Something like that. Um, but only 95% of the time. Yeah. This is when they first came out. Yeah. And the problem was, this goes back to the accuracy and precision thing, mm-hmm. is that they were giving you these magnificent-looking numbers in terms of, three decimal places or down to a metre or something like that. Mm. But you never knew when you were in that 5% time that it wasn't accurate. Mm. So you've got to be under, uh, understand and, and I suppose appreciate the limitations of the years. Yeah, yeah. And I think that just comes back to that article that was sent to me is that these guys, you know, where they're hitting these power pulses and stuff, it's like, well, are they actually mm. using the right system now? Are you set up for yeah. 94 and not, you know? Well, whether that's the case or not, yeah, you, I don't know. Do they not? Yeah, they don't understand or know. I mean, the year before or the couple of years before, there was like two or three instances oh, okay. of it happening. And this oh, year, right. yeah, and this year it's been like. A pandemic. 11 <laughs> or 13. Or so. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> do that. I'm, that that's, my, that's my first go-to. You know, are they using the right system? <laughs> you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, we've got that shift happening of whatever, yeah. 1.8, 1.8 metres or whatever. Anyway. That's right. Mm. Okay. So question, mm. do you think that you need to have a degree to be successful in the sewing industry? Well, <laughs> Successful in what field? Wow. All right. So success is not success uh, is not necessarily driven by academia or Mm -hmm. sometimes it's luck. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of Stephen Bradbury, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. He was successful, but he was very lucky. Um, to be a good surveyor, if that's more where you're going. Maybe. Um, no. Mm-hmm. Um, our techos know exactly what to do in the field. Um, they, they love their instruments. If they get dirty, they take them home on the weekends and they clean them up. And, and Oh, that's you know, nice. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, Pride. They they know exactly what they're doing. That yeah. you don't have to give them too much direction. Yep. Uh, but 
again, it depends on what you're going to do. If you want to be a, a successful highway surveyor, a highway construction surveyor, or a high-rise, you know, multi-story, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. multi-story um, construction surveyor. No, mm. I th I think it's warranted in the case of going down the land, the professional surveyor. Yeah. Role. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot more. <clears throat> uh, almost, I won't say risk. There's there's a, there's a lot more in it. I think in terms of being the land surveying thing. Um, like to start with, the difference between the TAFE courses and the in, and the university courses particularly in New South Wales, is the, um, the engineering components. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing courses where, you know, I'm just trying to think of something, you know, fluid dynamics where, you know, you're thinking about subcritical flows and where, when hydraulic jumps occur. And that, and that goes into the practice when you become registered mm -hmm. and you get the, the civil competency yep. tick. Yep. And you're doing um, these sorts of engineering designs. So that, I mean, that's, that's I suppose that's that's an, an example whether it's long yeah. to draw, draw or not. But I think it's also important. A degree is probably also important with regards to establishing a, a professional presence. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, one of my gripes is is. And, and I'm guilty of it too, so I'm, I don't want to sound disparaging against anyone in particular, but the, the reference to the surveying industry, I think what we need to start consciously doing is referring to ourselves as the surveying profession. profession. You don't hear you, the, the solicitor down the road, he's not in, he's not in the legal industry. Mm. You know, if you go to the GP, you know, he's in the medical profession. He's not in the medical trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I know. I Yeah, I get where you're coming from there. And, and I'm probably one of the first ones to, 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 to say that and write that all the time. But I kind of use them interchangeably of industry mm. and profession within one sentence yeah. sort of thing. And because it is, in a sense, because I think, I think some of us think that way because there is that technical side of it that they haven't been to the university side mm. and it's an industry compared yeah. to, yeah, your, your university profession sort of thing yeah. coming out that way and being registered. So, but yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. But do, do you think that if there was someone who did TAFE or vocational education, I should say, uh, yes. <clears throat> um, that you could go back to a similar, not the article system, but, you know, something like that, that they didn't have to go and do another four years of university to get their licence or registration. That's an interesting concept I haven't given. Ah. Well, I know plenty of guys have gone or know of um, that, have, that have gone through the, the article pupil. Mm -hmm. system mm -hmm. pre-university course yeah um <clears throat> and you can't say that they're bad surveyors because they haven't got a degree yeah um there's no way yeah you, you could do that um 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. As I said, to be registered, you, you're also competent in, in, in the planning side of things and the engineering side of things. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the tertiary education, whether it be to, to, to get that certificate of competency through through the Board of Surveyors and spatial information, I should do. Um, <laughs> that's my age um (laughs) just calling the board um (laughs) to get that certificate of competency you got to get deemed competent in 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 the five competencies and tertiary education if if you're going to adopt it or want to think about adopting a a tafe then let's say articled vocational sorry vocational (laughs) followed by an articled um (laughs) system yeah you'd have to ask how they get that engineering and 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 planning background as well Mm. i mean one thing one thing i think and it'll never change and this is me coming as a country surveyor no and when i say that no i don't mean as a member of a member Mm. of a as, as a guy from the regions yeah and thinking about the time that I spent in the Central West, which I think I've reflected on already, it was, you know, yeah. just invaluable. Yeah. One of the problems with the current system is that it, you don't have to spend time in the, in the regions. No. Um, and you, some you of the get, places they consider regional are not really oh, regional no. anymore. So no, that's... A of, no, a lot of yeah, that's right. A lot of people think Hartley is the outback. You know, mm. a lot of the people from Sydney, and I'm not being facetious. I, I think a lot of the the people that have gone to uni in, in in Sydney, in particular, have you know rarely gone beyond the sandstone curtain. Mm. And you know, there was a period of time where you had to get get country time. Yes. Up. Yeah, specifically country surveying, rural surveying, mm. and and as I said, it, it times have changed. You know, the the lifestyle, you know, the gen mm. whatever we're up to now, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it just ain't going to happen. Yeah, but it would be really, really good if they could be made somehow to spend six months in the country. And, and yeah. <laughs> It's not only good for them, uh, given the current uh, supply shortage, mm-hmm. it would be mm-hmm. good for the guys in the regions, yep. you know, the, the likes of Casey and, and, and mm-hmm. Smith and, and uh, even poor old Graham Howe out at, out at Broken Hill. I mean, imagine how hard it is to get people oh, to, right? So, that's just so far away. And you never know. You never know. Somebody is made to say spend six months or twelve months in a in a, in a country practice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who knows if they don't fall in love with parks, True. right? Yeah. <clears throat> fall in love with you know some bird they've met at the bloody local <laughs> camp draft. Um, hey, might not be a girl. Oh, all right. Come, Come on. on. No, she might find a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, uh, and, and then potentially stay there. 
Yeah. How good would that be? Yeah. And 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 one of the problems, we're probably digressing, but one of the problems I think without having or being able to give the, these candidates and, and and graduates some country experience, and without having the potential of falling in love with the area and, and wanting to spend their life in a you know regional centre, mm. is that the poor old soul practices practitioners that are that are out there have got no one to pass their knowledge yeah. and expertise on to. Yeah. And then which is a big thing. That dark mm. art mm-hmm. yep. then disappears. And yep. that's when you'll Agree. have people driving up from Sydney with their bloody iPhones, you know, yeah. Mm. Pegging a corner with 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 a you know an iPhone. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we would probably digress, but as I said, um but going back to your, your original question, I don't think a degree mm. makes you a better surveyor than somebody yeah. with vocational qualifications. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> I'll, I'll write it down. I'll put it down. Yes, put it. please write that down. <laughs> it's vocational it's qualifications. Post it note on the forum. <laughs> you look at that every day. <laughs> It'll become a vocation. <clears throat> well, I wish it was a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> so, you know, you're getting on in age, so you've done a lot of surveying and you've, you've experienced a lot of things. What's one of the... Kind the... of you say so. <laughs> <laughs> get, get him in whatever I can. <laughs> no, what's one of the... Um, the, the 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 worst things or the funniest things that's happened to you when you've been uh, surveying. Come on, you knew this question was going to be coming. I can't think of anything terribly hilarious. <sighs> um, look, to be honest, most of the funny stuff happens at the conferences. <laughs> oh, I mean, make me nearly spit my water out then. <laughs> you know, look, you. You won't deny there were some people blowing bubbles on Friday night in Orange. No. No. <laughs> Don't know who that was. <laughs> um, yeah, funny things, funny things. Well, maybe that's a, maybe, you know. You know, I can't think of anyone. The conferences are good to, you know, get some young people into these conferences and get them yeah. part of the industry a bit more. <laughs> that's right. Mitch Hanlon used to do his best. <laughs> I'm sure there's um, a few of them. <laughs> yeah, funny things. I can't think of anyone, you know, sliding down an embankment and and you know, getting stuck oh. in a dam or anything. I remember, I remember going and doing a job once. <clears throat> against it was a subsidence. Again, this is not terribly hilarious, but it was a subsidence survey. And obviously, you, your control is outside the zone. Yeah, being mine. So, and it was a a, a pretty tall gully and. The control was up on the left-hand side of the gully and the, the points we were monitoring were a couple hundred metres away on, on the opposite side on rock outcrops. And I dropped the chainy off and it said, and he said, I haven't been to this one before, this job before. I said, look, all you got to do is just walk straight up the hill and when you get to the ridge, hang a right and eventually, <laughs> eventually you'll come out 
onto the rocky outcrop. <laughs> and then once you do that, you'll probably see me across the other side and then we'll, we'll work out, you know, where, mm-hmm. where, where to start. Anyway, mm-hmm. this dill, he walked up top of the hill. He walked, yeah, he, he walked straight up the top of the hill. And, of course, he turned around and faced back down the hill. Oh, no. And then went right, which uh-huh. was actually to his left. Left. And he just kept on walking and walking. He got out of – and I knew – I knew that he was going to take about an hour, at least hour and a quarter, hour and a half to get up and, and across to where we, we had to do the survey. Oh, so, geez. And I had a, about the same amount of time to get to, to get up the same sort of elevation on the opposite side of this yeah. alley uh-huh. and, and get myself set up. So I didn't think about getting him on the radio and asking him how he's going and where was he and that sort of thing. And after about three hours had gone by, where the hell is he? <laughs> And he wasn't answering his radio. It turned out he just kept on walking and walking and walking. Oh, he didn't stop. He went out of radio range. He went that far. Oh, my God. Until he got <laughs> to somewhere completely <gasps> different and realised, like he came out onto a different outcrop or something. Or other, mm-hmm. And he, yeah. he realised that he was in completely different. Oh, jeez. Oh. I remember some guys got... They had to get airlifted out of the Grose Valley because they got lost. They spent a night in the <laughs> Valley. A night out in the Grose Valley. They had to get care flight to winch them out. I remember another bloke who, who um, and actually I, I bumped into him when I was in Lithgow uh, shortly after the Orange Conference. And um, yeah, Hixie. Hixie went to work one morning uh, and was seen leaving and was seen heading up the Bells Line of Road, but never turned up at the mine. And, oh, oh. and everyone thought, oh, shit, what's happened to him? Yeah. And that sparked police searches and <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. he was later found down at the sports oval at the end of the 400 <laughs> metre <laughs> holding a timepiece. He'd forgotten that he was supposed to be, you know, helping out with the kids' athletics carnival. Um, <laughs> oh, and and of course, this is all before mobile phones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So one of the interesting things on that same subsidence job actually was was on another occasion um, looking around and two two Mackie trainers, the the jet aircraft, the mm-hmm. military aircraft, mm. tore past at a million miles an hour at eye level. Oh, what? Oh, it was crazy. Like you could, oh, oh, mate, give us. <laughs> Oh, no way. <laughs> oh, far out. Well, that, yeah, that's, um, that'd be memorable. <laughs> Bad things. I've been trapped underground for 12, 12 months, 12 hours before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. North that'd Park's mine. Bit... I, got, I got stuck in one of these things called a refuge chamber for, for 12 hours due to a, a fire. Mm-hmm. Which had also for halfway up the mine, which had also knocked out the radio system as well, so that we didn't quite know what was going on. Yeah, um, right. That would have been a bit scary. Mm. Well, was it particularly because I was pretty new to the whole thing too? Yeah, I mean, right. I, I think some of the, some of the old the miners, because I was actually working at the the face, the decline, the, the very bottom of the mine mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and the whole thing just filled up the smoke and. I said, I think some of the, the, the more experienced guys that were there obviously sort of said, right, let's go. 
here we go again. I'm a bit nonchalant about it. <laughs> I've done some accident surveys, which weren't terribly pretty. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah. I've spoken to <laughs> Belinda over in, in New Zealand when I spoke to her and she said she was doing some of that sort of stuff for a while. Yeah, and it was not pretty. There was a, a job at one of the collieries, which was a basically a recovery operation yeah, right. um, where there'd been a collapse around the back of one of the pillars and, and somebody had to get found. Yeah. Uh, there was another one where a bloke got his arm ripped off in a, in a head roller on a conveyor belt. And oh, the gosh. next, that was, and then the next morning we had to go and do an accident survey for the department. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's all sorts of things lying around that were not terribly pleasant. <laughs> So, I mean, take the good with the bad. Job on horseback in the Canimble Valley. Oh, oh that I was going to say, what, what, what's the best place that you've been? That was just so that surreal. That sounds so cool. Oh, it was like going back to the old days. Even the, <laughs> even, sorry, the older, oh, older, 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 older days. I <laughs> can't remember what the nature of the job was. It was boundaries. Okay. And we, um, on horseback? We, we drove down... It was off the Janolan Caves Road. I don't know if it was as far as Hampton, but uh, anyway, we went off to the left, head towards Janolan Caves, went off to the left and down into the valley, down on the Cox's, Ri Cox's River. Uh -huh. uh, Love that. Um, <laughs> See that sign all the time. <laughs> oh, there goes our river. <laughs> and we went, um, we went so far in our, in our four-wheel drives and then the cocky um, pulled up. He was sort of leading us and, mm. and sort of said, oh, that's it. This is as far as we can go. And we went, oh, we've got to go. Bloody, you know, ah. miles yet. Yeah. He said, mm -hmm. "Oh, hang on." And next, thing, his son—they were into camp drafting or something—and they, his son turned up with a pack of horses. There was about six horses. Six was, oh wow! That was like a Burke and Wheels expedition. That's we loaded so all the, cool. We loaded all the gear up into the horses and, and yeah, yeah. Oh, giddy oh, up! I would have loved to have done something like that. It was, it was. Yeah, no, there's, there's been some good jobs. There's been some interesting jobs. I, mm. Again, I. I been lucky to, to be exposed to a few interesting things yeah yeah I think being out in the country a bit more more rural I think maybe you tend to get a few more interesting yeah sorts of things so sure. do you regret your decision to become a surveyor no no mm. the best part about my job or the job the profession mm -hmm. is the community yeah um, I have to agree there. And, <clears throat> you know, you, you can put put the horse riding, you know, horseback surveying up there and, and, and then sort of think a bit, sort of have a bit of a reflection about some of the accident surveys. But the camaraderie and the co collaboration, uh, within the, the profession and the, and the mm. community, the, the surveying community is, is great. Yeah. Um, you know, spoken to Tom Case, he's rung me about a, a job, you know, what do you reckon about this? What do you reckon about this? Mm. Somebody else will send me a copy of a plan and then give me a call or, or I'll talk to somebody about something else or, <clears throat> um, you know, the ability to give, um, Dave Job or, or um, the Surveyor General or, or somebody, you know, just a, a direct call or a direct email 
and and not not feel that you're potentially st- i mean you've got to be careful you, do, you don't step on toes you, yeah you, you don't you're not doing it to call favors yeah um but yeah that, that to be able to have those contacts yeah is is invaluable and and again to be able to to be able to get together at conferences and and, and that sort of thing and uh slap each other on the back and have a drink and actually not talk about work is great I still sat there and listened to a whole heap of surveying conversation. <laughs> what conference am I missing? That <laughs> ah, I, bet, I, I bet you the blokes that commandeered the bus driver into or conned the bus driver into taking them into the pub after the you know, I bet you they weren't talking work. At, by that stage, no, probably no, not. No, no. <laughs> No, and can I just say that I'm thankful that I didn't uh, end up on that bus? <laughs> I'm thankful it, it, I had a lift home. <laughs> it seemed that it may have been inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did get the message. Better part of Allah. But I didn't see. I didn't see that message until the morning, and went. <laughs> thank God I didn't see that one. <laughs> no, you're right. It's 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 great to actually meet people and being my first conference and and like even um meeting some of the people there and they're just happy to have a conversation and and about anything have you ever been in a room full of so many check shirts and elastic sided boots before (laughs) (laughs) it's the official unofficial uniforms of the country survive. I know. I'm going to have to buy some check shirts. Oh, I've got to do that. Fit in next time. <laughs> and I didn't, didn't have brown leather boots, though. Oh, I had. I know. I had green suede ones. <laughs> oh, no! You got dark tan, <laughs> pair of moleskins, and a gingham shirt. I know. Shirt. I, know. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I'll, I'll remember that for October. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, what is the um, the best work advice that you've ever heard or been given? Best work advice. Mm. <clears throat> Don't try to prove you're right. Prove that you're not wrong. Oh, that's a good one. Um, mm. Oh, I oh, know. Hang on. Look. I'm finding a piece of paper. All right. Harking, <gasps> back, harking back to yes. my days at Craven's. This is Noel Craven's rules. Oh. And you have that sitting on your desk. I have that. Nice. 16 years after I left that company, and I still, when our junior engineer comes in and asks me, and I won't say a stupid question, ask, ask me No, because there's no stupid question. No. <laughs> <laughs> right we up. say. You, re- you ready? Just really quickly. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself what you're really trying to, tr- to achieve. Yep. Identify the things that really count. Oh. If in doubt, do too much rather than too little. Mm-hmm. Don't deal with hopeless people. They'll only drag you down. That's good. Try to deal with the person or the people that have the power of decision. Mm-hmm. Spend time on reconnaissance. It is rarely wasted. And try to avoid working through third parties. Good points. I've added two others. Okay, go. 
These are my own. Don't let other people's decisions become your own. Mm -hmm. And don't accept responsibility for other people's problems. Very good. That's so I've added those to the list. Nice. One of those came about when the poor old engineer was, was... complaining about a contractor who'd done this and done that and whatever, and he'd been told by somebody else to do something else. And I said, hang on, this isn't your problem. Mm-hmm. You're wasting your time, wasting mm-hmm. your energy. Forget mm-hmm. about it. They're good. Yeah. Mm. They're still so the who, test of time. That, yeah, definitely. 16 years on. So who oh, has... Older than that. Sorry. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Plus, 16 yeah. plus. Sorry, interrupted. <laughs> no, it's all good. Used to that. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. Um, Who's had the biggest impact on your career, would you say? Uh, In terms of being, knowing how to measure. Yes. um, Probably Tom Elliston, who's Mm -hmm. sadly no longer with us either. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, to be able to, the, the, the ways of, learning how to, to fix a boundary and, 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 you know, he was the type of bloke that used to go and change his instrument into inches or feet, decimal feet, when he was doing a survey based on a, a plan that was done in feet. So from that oh, point gosh. of view, okay. uh, oh, amazing mind, mm-hmm. um, he could convert um, fractions of inches, inches and feet to decimal feet in his head. Oh my god! And it was all to do with eighths and twelfths, and you know, yeah. uh, you know, half an inch was obviously 0. 0.6, uh, yeah. 0. 0.5. Point, you know? yeah. And and if you knew one point two five, you get an eighth on, and he, that's how he, he did it. He could do it all in his head. He was, it, yeah, um, yeah. But again, he 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 had the mining and the engineering. He was ex public work. So, mm-hmm. um, from a professional point of view i think just about just about anybody that i've ever spent you know a a good amount of time with Mm. as as contributed Mm. um john minahan uh john john was actually my um land boundary definition uh lecturer at uni oh okay yeah and then we reconnected bumped into each other at lure at a conference at some point in time um and it was shortly after that that he coerced me into to doing the institution workshop mm-hmm. cadastral workshop yeah with yep. him and, and and greg frist and and and, and the other fellas um and i've been doing well oh, i've been doing those uh, i've been doing those now for about 15 years and every time you sit down and, and you listen to these guys, you, you learn a little bit more. You learn a little bit more. Aren't they amazing? I love yeah. John. I love John. <laughs> I think everybody does. <laughs> He's like the Uncle Arthur of the I know. <laughs> God love him. <laughs> funniest thing that ha- actually the funniest thing that happened with John and I, John and I got caught up in the bloody Sydney Mardi Gras one night. No, oh, really? Yeah, not on a flight, not on a flight, <laughs> not on a flight. He was staying at the Travel Lodge, which was across the road from a pub down the road from the institution's office. Oh, yeah. And it was the night of the Mardi Gras. Uh-huh. And 
he slipped across the road to the travel lodge, dumped his gear, and then came back to the pub. And then we went inside and we had dinner. But when we yeah. came back out, the, the procession was in full. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the only way he could get 30 metres across the road was to go all the way from Goulburn Street <laughs> down to Eddie Avenue. <laughs> No. Back down on the bloody George <laughs> Pitt Street and then back up. So we decided to just stick it out, basically. It's <laughs> uh, a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> Me and John. And then there was another night there too, John and Goodman. Oh, Goodman was <laughs> Australia there. Oh, no. I, uh, no, yeah, I don't I, believe that. <laughs> I, I won't go into it. He knows if he if he listens, he'll he'll remember it because <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him on the side. <laughs> he wasn't feeling very well the next morning when he had to do a presentation. That seems to be the go, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that your rites of passage that you, <laughs> you're gonna have a big night before you present? <laughs> before a presentation. <laughs> oh geez. Oh. Okay, let's move on. What's your uh, what motivates you? Uh, doing something properly Mm -hmm. getting it right doing it properly Mm -hmm. what's your guilty pleasure Mm -hmm. on a cold wet rainy office day there's nothing finer than a Big fat Donna kebab. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All sorts of grease and stuff dribbling out the back down to your elbows. <laughs> they're they're also good when you come out of the pub. <laughs> oh, the old late night land sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. How do you relax? Oh, I play with my model truck. Yes, well, tell I me build about, it. I build it. I build tell it. me about this. That's an accident. <laughs> it's an accidental COVID hobby, lockdown <laughs> hobby. I went down one of those YouTube wormholes. You know, I, I don't know. I uh-huh. probably started. I probably searched. You know, how to defrost the fridge or something. <laughs> uh, you know, and then ended up going down this wormhole, mm-hmm. rabbit hole. And watched a series of this bloke building a remote control <laughs> one fourteen scale prime mover, <laughs> and I just thought oh, I can get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought this kit. I bought this kit. It was a Tamiya kit. Uh, it was about eight hundred bucks. The irony oh. of buying that kit for for the COVID pending COVID lockdowns, yeah. which happened. Yeah, yeah. Was that it didn't arrive until we were all let out. Oh, no. <laughs> but <laughs> I started putting it together and, and it was just far too American in terms of the way it was looking. And, and I've got family that were in, in, in the trucking industry. Okay. And um, uh, I decided to make, turn it into an Australian, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Australian looking. Mm-hmm. Yep. real and because i like to do things pro- properly i've gone above and beyond and i've actually spent about five grand on the damn holy thing. crap <laughs> yes. no way 
I've got parts from Germany and parts from America and oh, oh you want to see it. Yeah, you're going to have to send me a photo of that. But <laughs> it's 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 mechanical in terms of keeping you busy. It's it's mechanical. There's nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a three-speed gearbox that you've built from scratch, um, uh, aluminium parts, and then you've got the plastic side of things. So you, you, you're doing the modelling and the painting, and, and when you yeah, start yeah. scratch building stuff, you you know, some of the stuff's like milking mice because you know, <laughs> it gets a bit tiny. But um, And then you've got the programming side of things, like the, 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 the speed sound controller that's come from Germany. Mm-hmm. it's all programmable it, it, you can load sounds up into it but oh, it also regulates wow. the speed and and i've got i've got about 50 leds to wire so there's some electronics in it it's so it's not finished yet no <laughs> it's a hobby not a race and it's got to be right <laughs> all right it's got to be right <laughs> How do I relax? I do that. I don't mind going for a walk, and I, that's not to burn calories, but just to take it, take it in, take mm-hmm. in the scenery. Um, don't mind a beer. Don't mind mowing the lawn. Oh. Heard about your lawn mowing? Got to be right. <laughs> straight lines. Get those straight lines. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> but it's the it's that drone of the motor. It becomes very meditative. You you, you want to try it if you're allowed. No, I'm not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not allowed near the machinery. (laughs) End up losing a limb. No, I don't do straight lines. (laughs) (laughs) I dig chunks in the lawn. No good. No, 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 I'm not allowed near. I I learned that one real early on. Don't when do it right and you don't have to do it. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> would you rather have a get out of jail card or a key that opens any door? Oh, I'll have to take the key. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. If you see a puddle on the ground, do you walk around it, jump over it or jump in it? Would it surprise you mm. that I would probably get a stick? And test the depth of it first before making an informed decision. No, it would not surprise me <laughs> one little bit, actually. <laughs> not I one. Consider, you bit. know, appropriate footwear and that sort of thing. Appropriate biggest, footwear. Would yeah. you calculate, you know, the size of the area and the volume of it? And all oh, that kind well, of stuff you know, well? what sort of acceleration you needed to get over yeah. it if you were going to jump or. God. <laughs> What would you like as a kid? Oh. <laughs> I was oh. all right. <laughs> I wasn't lonely, if that's what you <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> as I was out there barefoot, jumping in puddles, climbing trees. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I was much the same. I was out sailing and, you know, playing cricket and. Cricket. Oh, another one of them. Okay. <laughs> if you had a superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. Visibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think sometimes it's good to be anonymous, mm-hmm. in which case you need to be able to just instantly disappear. Um, 
And I think in, in, invisibility, you, it, it gives you the opportunity to be a bit of a fly on the wall too. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> true, very true. Uh, what would the title of your memoir be? How long? Oh, shit, look at the time. <laughs> a short story? <laughs> Series of short stories. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At a party, where would someone find you? Oh, anywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, I've learned the lesson though. You won't you won't ever find me anymore uh, in the toilet driving the porcelain bus. I've 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 learned those lessons, but learned that one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at a bar or. Sitting down, having a yarn. Mm-hmm. Musical instrument in hand? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm not no. Maori. Only Maoris <laughs> play guitars at barbecues. <laughs> okay. Would you make the same choices if you had a do-over? I think so. Because mm-hmm. let's no. face it, you don't know what the consequences no. of your choices are necessarily. No. Um, you know, hindsight is just foresight that happens too late. Oh, true. Right. So, um, yeah, no, I'd I'd just do my own thing again. Mm -hmm. What is something that you would tell your younger self if you had the chance to? Well, just do what you want. Yeah. As in make you make your own decisions. I don't yep. I don't I don't mean be a naughty kid. <clears throat> but <laughs> were you the good kid? Oh, I was the oldest. <laughs> I was the oldest, so I was always in trouble. <laughs> and then the youngest got away with everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because I should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Done with the hard-hitting questions. Right. Let's do our quick shots. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Cat or dog? Uh, dog, providing it's not one of those yappy dogs, <laughs> cats that bark. Yeah, yeah, agree. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Mm. You don't have to get up early for a sunset. Oh, I know. And you yeah. can drink beer. You can have a drink uh, with the sunset. True, very true. Yeah. Didn't think about that one. Right. Summer or winter? Oh, <clears throat> see, I reckon autumn and spring are the best, mm-hmm. best times of the year. Only a couple of people have said that. Yeah. But then, uh, like in terms of, you can always make yourself warmer. Yeah. You can't make yourself cooler in summer. I agree. You know, what's that old saying? There's, there's no such thing as bad weather, just inappropriate clothing. True. <laughs> it's just inappropriate clothing as well. So. <laughs> Roller coasters, do you love or hate them? <laughs> oh, I hate them with a passion. Oh, my stomach can't do rapid changes in direction. I'm straight line. Like I said, I, I did some sailing as, as in, in the... Yeah, when yeah. I was younger, it was more sailboarding than anything else. And okay. no, nothing better than getting that board up on a plane and just, and just going, shooting. Going, yeah. Yeah. Flat chat. Yeah. Your backside's about an inch and a half off the water. Mm-hmm. 
speed demon. Yeah. Three items you would take to a desert island. A luxury motor yacht, a full tank of fuel, and a navigation system. <laughs> nice answers. <laughs> so I can get back. <laughs> In style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Favourite song or artist? Artist. Or being a, I suppose, being a, a, a former muso, mm-hmm. I like just about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Moore, Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, Earth, Wind & Fire, Chicago, Doobies. Uh, nice. There's some names I haven't heard for a little while. Chisel, Gurus. Oh, I love the Gurus. Goanna. Yeah. Uh, is it, you know... I'll even I'll even listen to old big band stuff. Uh, yeah. Tommy Dorsey, Glenn Miller, mm. um, side of things. Um, it's hard to pick one, isn't it? Tower of Power, the Tower of Power. Wolfpack, Corey Wong and the and the Wong Notes. <laughs> what? <clears throat> I've been getting into them. Okay. Lately, they I mean, and I've actually missed the bus. They're not. They're not new. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably they're just around. new to you. <laughs> they're just new to me, but they're they're contemporary enough anyway. Yeah, Wolf, okay. Wolfpack with a V, V U L F Peck. Okay, I'll have to look those ones. And up. then and then there's Corey Wong and the Wong notes. That'll cool. do. You. Yeah, that'll do me. Um, well, I was going to ask favorite movie, but you're not real big on movies, are you? If I had to choose a movie, it'd be a toss-up between the Blues Brothers. Oh, that's a good one. And the Castle. <laughs> Delamy's dreaming. <laughs> I have the same love-hate relationship with our plotter that Dennis Denudo has with his photocopier. <laughs> Can you just record that for me and send it to me when you? <laughs> 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 the, it's always the good ki- to have a good laugh. <laughs> the, the kicking and the swearing, and the, I don't yeah, know what yeah. happens every time I go to print something. Landscape will come out, ringing portrait, <laughs> chopped off. At the, oh Jesus! It's so frustrating. That's right. So frustrating. Introvert or extrovert? Oh, I think I'm actually an accidental extrovert. Okay. I think I'd like to keep to myself to a certain extent. But I know, even though this is going to be for the world at large, but just sitting back and talking to you, I can be, I can feel extroverted. Yes. If you know what I mean. Yes, um, I know exactly what you mean. And in a, I think in a big group of people. It depends if I know the people or not. Yes. Um, terribly comfortable getting up and emceeing at country surveys mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. doing my talks at, at the candidate workshops, for argument's sake. Yeah. Yeah. But if I was thrown into a deep end in a room full of people I didn't know, mm-hmm. I'd probably sit back and just work them all out first. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of float between the two. I'm more of an introvert with extroverted tendencies. Because, yeah. yeah, you know, getting up and doing my talk is <clears throat> yeah. quite happy to go do that without any worries at all, but in the room full of people that I don't really know, I'm quite happy to sit down the back and yeah, be quiet. <laughs> just, just blend in. 
As I said, <laughs> sometimes it's best to remain anonymous. Yeah, I think I've gone past that. <laughs> yeah, it's too late now. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Even Dr. Carl remembers you. <laughs> Moving on. Is your glass <laughs> half full or half empty? <laughs> uh, I'm from the coast, so I think I sit at the mean high watermark. Oh. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. Well, it, there's, well there's, good. there's two two low tides and two high tides a day. So, you you're, you know, you can be up and down and, and then, you know. Only a bloody surveyor would answer yeah, like I that. So. <laughs> uh, if you had a warning label, what would it be? Oh, dry clean only. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Don't piss me off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm good at grudges. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Ooh. I can be. I, I can be really good at a grudge. Okay. All right. I've tried one of my that superpowers. One. <laughs> so don't poke you too much because. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was your favourite subject in school? Uh, love tech drawing, mm-hmm. uh, but didn't do that for the HSC, obviously, and it stopped at year 10. Um, mm. I did three-unit geography, loved it. Yeah, nice. Not only just to do with the map reading and and the, the TAFO skills and, and whatever that you did, but also just learning about different, because geography is about people as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. As well as, you know countries so mm. yeah geography was good mm-hmm. favorite childhood memory oh heading out to southwest queensland just about every easter to my uncle and aunt's sheep station mm-hmm. and spending a lot of time out there nice um yeah going to be able to throw the board in the river and go go for a sail um I said the, the all the neighbourhood kids jumping the fence and running across to the park across the road to mm. play cricket. Um, you know, we had a park across the road, and and I'll, if it wasn't Nanny Mac, Arnie March came out and would mow, <laughs> they would mow the would mow the pitch. Actually, Arnie <laughs> nice. Marge, Arnie Marge was Jason Stoltenberg's aunt. She really was an aunt. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's. I've cool. played I've played cricket with Jason Stoltenberg. <laughs> Claim to fame. Even even though we were probably only about twelve, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. Doesn't matter. Favorite food? Anything somebody wants to cook for me. Oh, okay. Favorite drink? Um, I'm quite comfortable with just a good old can of Tui's new. Yeah. Okay. Please yourself. <laughs> I'm buying it. I'll drink what I want. <laughs> Go for it. A bloody contractor came in over Christmas and he and he, he gave uh, gave out boxes of beer. Yeah. And apparently he'd asked the receptionist or the one of the admin girls what I drank, and I said, "Oh, I just drink two is new." And. I ended up with a box of two is new for a Christmas present. And the other blokes got like $80 boxes of craft beer. And I had to go. <laughs> well. 
<laughs> well, I had to explain to them that just because I <laughs> just because I don't buy it doesn't mean I won't drink it. <laughs> oh, you missed out, hey? Oh, I did. I was dirty. <laughs> I bet you were. At least it wasn't VB. Yeah, or Forex. Yeah. Or Fosters. Or Fosters. <laughs> oh, yuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pet peeve. Ooh. <clears throat> I've got heaps. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few too. Oh, pet peeve. Dishonesty. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that mean, I mean, you know, deceit for your, your personal, you know, to be intentionally yep. deceitful. Um, yep. Uh, hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. I hate that with a passion, particularly when it sticks out like dog's balls. Yeah. Like, yeah. When it's so obvious. Um, pet peeve. People who are always right or think they're always right. Think that, I was going to say, think they're always right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> stupid people, <laughs> and I don't mean uneducated. I just mean people like I had a council engineer that I had to explain the difference between engineer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the difference mm-hmm. between fifteen degrees and fifteen percent when she wanted to defect a fire trail for not conforming with the fire services requirement. The same person who wanted us to take a photo or something that had been removed. <laughs> she she wanted us to take a photo of something that no longer existed, right? <laughs> to prove that it didn't exist. Mm. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. The yeah. sort of people that make you squint when yes. they say something. Yes. You go, did you just you go, say did you that? just say that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, what? <laughs> Are you stupid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh, win the lottery or the perfect job? Well, if I won the lottery, I could buy my perfect job. If I, I know. Could, if I decided that this wasn't it. I know. That's that's my thinking. I'd rather win the lottery. I'd love to win the lottery and just sort of come into work two days a week. Yeah, that'd be nice. Sort of thing. And just... I'd be like a seagull. I just. What I'd, do you mean? I'd just come in, flap my arms around, oh. and make a heap of noise, shit all over the place, and then fly away. <laughs> it's not very nice. Well, that's what seagulls do. I know. <laughs> oh, jeez. What's your biggest fear? I haven't given that any thought. Okay. I don't know. Fine. Favourite sport? I don't play sport anymore. I used to play basketball as a kid. I'll watch, I'll watch any sport and profess mm-hmm. to be an expert. Actually, no, expert's the wrong word. Um, I'll watch any sport and, and profess to be knowledgeable in all Not, yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Because, like, you know what an expert is? X is an unknown quantity and spurt is a drip under pressure. So I don't I don't want to be an expert in anything. Uh, look, if I flick the TV on there's a game of netball on, I watch netball. 
mm-hmm. if I'm sitting down on Boxing Day to have a sandwich and the Sydney to Hobart's underway, I'll watch the I'll watch the sailing. I'll, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mind watching any sport. Mm. Morning or night person? It depends on how late I stayed up the night before. <laughs> Proudest moment. (laughs) (laughs) What? Most people are morning people or night people. (laughs) Not what happens the night before. (laughs) If I'm I'm up late the night before, I don't particularly get up early. But if I get it, if I get a good early night. Sorry, what, what what's the what's this one? What's oh, I don't know. What a proudest moment. Proudest moment. <laughs> I'm in tears. <laughs> um, oh, there's oh, been a lot, a lot along the way. You know, getting yeah. registration, doing this, being yeah. asked to be a board examiner, do yeah. you know? Um, <clears throat> my gra- uh, okay, here's one. My grandfather uh, was a light horseman in World War One in First oh, World really? War. And served in Egypt and France, mm-hmm. and possibly a, the proudest moment would be um, um, sounding last post and Ravalli at the dawn and main services for a couple of years. Oh wow! Yeah, that would have been cool. That yeah, that could for sure. That nice. In terms of getting a bit nostalgic and serious. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So then I go to a really stupid question. Oh, I'll do that. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how cool are you? Arthur Fonzarelli is cool. Right, yes. I reckon I'm Richie Cunningham. <laughs> All right. I'm really? I'm not the Fonz. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to be the first person who didn't actually throw a number at me. <laughs> well, how how cool is how cool is the Fonz? <laughs> He's cooler than ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So where, where do you stop? I know. I know. All right, dream car. Ooh. To be a show off, an Aston Martin. Yes. Bond with all the with all the gear too, so I can oh, <laughs> shoot so people can, and so I can <laughs> so I can blow up pensioners on roundabouts. Um, <laughs> practicality, I'm quite happy with the Prado. Yep, mm-hmm. it's the right sort. But for a bit of fun, I I used to own a Datsun One Thousand, nineteen sixty eight. Oh, really? Two door. Nice, nice. I'd love to have one of those again. Or or uh, a Nissan Fairlady, which is even older. Oh, yeah. The Fairladies. <clears throat> They're not cheap anymore. No, no. The fair... But I want a 1600 again and they're not Oh, they're cheap. as common as armpits. No, they're not anymore and they're freaking they? expensive. Are they? Yeah. Uh, righto. No, but the Fairlady, that was the first Z car. Mm. Twin Webbers, went mm. like the Clappers. Nice. Top down. Yeah. We were looking at. Getting one of those, but they're just yeah. Oh, well, you've just sorry. You've just but killed you're gonna, the moment. You, you're you're gonna, the moment. <laughs> you're going to win the lottery. 
You're going to win the lottery. So no, <clears throat> you just got to be. You got to be there, lucky at the right time. That's yeah. It. Favorite color. Well, I'm not a slave to fashion. I don't. I don't. I'm not asking you. Oh right, I will. I don't <laughs> What's take your favorite color? I don't take a name. <laughs> oh, are you colorblind? No. Okay, good. What's your favorite color then? <laughs> My mum always says I look nice when I'm wearing a blue shirt. So let's oh, there see. you go. Oh, that, that shit looks really nice. And oh, thank you, thanks, mum. What so color are your eyes? <laughs> Brown. Brown. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Are you Apple or Android? Android. Mm-hmm. And do you believe in star signs? <laughs> Mr. Taurus, I know you're a Taurus. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, what do you think I am? But now I've, I've given you, it away. Yeah, I? you I gave, gave it away. away. <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. I was going to, I was going to let you have a guess. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry. I don't have to be sorry. It's, um... No, yeah. stars are for navigation, not for. Um... <laughs> Not, not true, for, you know. Not for predicting the future. That's not true. They don't predict the future. What was the woman that used to have the column in the paper? Was it Stella or Stanley? Oh Stargate yes, or... yeah. <laughs> God. And she used to do was was it the morning show or something? Oh, that's right. She, she would have this really voice that goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she just made you want to spew. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not like that. <laughs> it was Stella or something. I don't know. So it was something like that, yeah. yeah. I know he. I know exactly. She was a blonde, older blonde lady, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Coming your age. Yep. Hey, I'm. I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm 49. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old. I've already shown my grey hairs in there. All and... <laughs> oh, right. No wisdom hairs. Wisdom hairs. Wisdom like, hairs. Yeah, we're wisdom hairs. Wisdom I got hairs. A, I got. A, I got. Look, I got. A, I got a side full of them now. <laughs> yeah, mine are, mine are coming in. <laughs> oh, more than me. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me. It's been absolute pleasure. Thank you, Peter. I'm 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 glad you your your powers of coercion were strong enough. <laughs> Well, well, it wasn't me you said. Oh, there were others. But, so thank you, know. you to how the others say, who... How could I say no to you? I know, exactly. That's what I told you. One way or another, you were coming. You, you were going to be coming to oh, chat to me. Yeah, so yeah. I, give, I gave in. I don't give up. <laughs> I wouldn't force anybody to do the, to, to, to do the podcast, but I don't give up. <laughs> no, I've enjoyed it. Good. Even though, even though I've managed to drag it out. Sorry. Oh, all you surveyors are the same. <laughs> Talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles. Pretty much. Yeah, yep. good. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Go on. See us. See ya. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Darren. Stay tuned in a fortnight for another great chat with more surveyors across the world on Defining Boundaries. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. 